On today's show, I will be talking about three common mistakes that we make in small business in regards to our bookkeeping. Stay tuned. Welcome to Debt Free Latina, the podcast where you can finally realize your dream of being debt free and feeling peace about your financial future. And now your host, Myra Alejandra Garcia. Hola, hola. Thank you so much for being here. On today's show, I have a special guest. Her name is Lourdes. She is a Latina bookkeeper. And thank you so much for being here, Lourdes. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me here, Myra. It's a pleasure. Yay. So I came across your profile through a couple of friends, and I was so excited to find a Latina bookkeeper. I know very few Latina bookkeepers, and I was just, I thought, you know, this is a great opportunity to bring somebody that talks about money in a different way on the show. I have a lot of small businesses that tune into our show, and I thought it would be great to talk about bookkeeping and how to do that correctly in the small business world. Where are you located, Lourdes? Um, so right now, I am born and raised here in New York. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in New York... I was there in August. It was mm-hmm. so hot. Oh, my God. It was so Oh, hot. my God. <laughs> um, where in New York are you? I'm in Queens. Yeah, oh, okay. So in the city. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, nice. Were you around there? I was not. I actually stayed in Harlem. I have family. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I have family in Harlem. So we stayed with family, which was really nice. And so it was really easy to, like, just head down to, you know, Times Square from there. We just took oh, yeah. one train and it was, it was so nice. Um, okay, so really quick, where is your family from in Latin America? Um, Ecuador, actually, from Cuenca. Yeah. Nice. Very <laughs> <Yes>. nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. So my family's from Mexico. Um, let's get right to it. I am curious to know what is a, a common mistake that, common mistakes that we make in small business. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do and what is a common mistake you see? Yeah. So as a Latina bookkeeper, I help a lot of clients who are service-based majority um, get their books together and accurate, not just for tax season, but also throughout the year so that they could have that financial clarity and actually know where their money is going. Because a lot of the times like business owners are making a, a load of money and they don't know where it ends up going at the end of the month. So, you know, that's what I help them correct. And, you know, a part of helping them, their business grow, I have to teach them some, some things, some mistakes to correct. And one of the most common ones that I see is um, commingling business and personal on one account, or maybe even having it mixed in a personal account and it's not even a business account. So, it could get really hectic. Um, and that's the most common one that I see. And basically the reason why you want to stop this is because it just, it makes your bookkeeping much more stressful and difficult, mm-hmm. especially if you have like a, a bookkeeper, then you have to ask back and forth, Oh, is this business or is this personal? Right. Or like if you're doing it on your own, you're trying to think back, like, was this business or was this personal? And then you're going to spend much more time stressing and thinking about, um, man, like, you know, is this actually deductible or not? So I have a question. Is mm-hmm. it possible to have them together and have clean accounting? Is that even a thing? Or 
does separate accounts just make it so much easier? Um, I would say that, yes, having everything separate is easier. And besides, like, um, it's part of the bank account rules to, that you have yeah. to only use it for business. Like when you open up a business card or debit or credit card, you have to follow those rules. And they say that like you can't like it has to be only used for business purposes. And also, according to the to the IRS, like if you have an LLC, um, like if you have an LLC and you have a business account, like you like one of the laws is that you have to use it only for business purposes. I see. You know? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. What is another mistake? Is there anything else that you see in a pattern of behavior that we have as small business owners? <laughs> yeah. So another mistake I see is that business owners only do their bookkeeping one time a year. <laughs> and that's yes. like a month or two before tax season. <laughs> you know, so. I have to say that I will keep up with it throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, I don't know what happens in fourth quarter, mm-hmm. but I... I always get behind and here I am in January trying to crank out (laughs) everything and clean up my books for like the last quarter. And that's what I've been doing for the past couple of years. I don't know what happens in fourth quarter, but I get super busy with life. And um, yes, I would say I'll be really good three quarters and then the fourth (laughs) it just drops. Not yet. And you're not alone because I've noticed that a lot of business owners, they start doing that, whether they're like, big business owners, they might do their bookkeeping, even though this rarely ever happens for the first couple months, and then they just stop reconciling it. And then they come to me for like a whole catch up. (laughs) Um, So it totally happens. And I don't know, I guess we all just get kind of busy um, during that fourth quarter. So we kind of just like leave bookkeeping at the bottom of the list, because that's another thing that business owners do, they like kind of forget about. And it's just always one of those things that is at the bottom of the list. (laughs) So yeah, so that's another mistake, like leaving it at the bottom of the list and not doing it throughout the year. So how often should we be reconciling and what is the norm? I you know what should be the norm so that we make that a habit? Yeah, so for my clients like who are predominantly service based, um I only do their books like once a month. I would say once a month is an, a really good like rate because then you're not overwhelming yourself, like not doing it on a weekly basis. And, you know, once a month, basically what I do is, and what I recommend people who are DIY in their books is just like pull up your bank statements, like at the end of the month, or maybe the first or second day of the following month, Um, just have your bank statement and then your bookkeeping system, like side by side on your screen, and then just start coding everything. I see. And that way, yeah. And that's when, um, also having everything separate, like business and personal comes to play because then it makes things simple for you because then you have all your business, no personal stuff in there. And then you just code it appropriately. I see. So mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be super transparent. I had QuickBooks for many years when I first started. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of switched over to managing my books in an Excel sheet in 2022, mm-hmm. actually. So it's been a little over a year. And the reason I did that was because, of course, a monthly fee was like, I think I think it had gone up to like 50 bucks a month for QuickBooks. QuickBooks is expensive. And Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, at the time, this was before the podcast was making money. This was before Mm -hmm. um, some of the revenue streams that I have. 
were coming in. And a lot of it, I was forking out my, I was moving money from my personal account into my business to just keep it afloat for a long time. So the first, I would say the first two years were a little rough. Mm -hmm. And so I thought one of the ways that I can minimize that is that by minimizing my expenses, just like I do in my personal life. Right. And so I took it into my own hands and I started using Excel. Would you say that it's better to go back to an accounting system or when your professional opinion, can you do your books in Excel? Um, okay. Yes. So to your second question, yes, I would say that as long as you're using a, a system that makes sense to you and that you're actually understanding and you're keeping up with, use it. Um, you know, for my clients, like I also offer like a DIY spreadsheet. Um, I call it dreaming sheets. That's all like Google sheets. So it's like Excel, you know, and it's simple. It's easy. It's easy to use. Like, like I just said, as long as it's understandable to you and you're doing it all appropriately, you could go ahead and just stick to a basic spreadsheet, um, and avoid paying that monthly software cost. Cause QuickBooks, it does add up. I'm pretty sure that the minimum, the simple start is like $30. It might have gone up, but you know, to avoid all of that, and maybe you're not even using it to the full extent, you know, just avoid all that and stick to a spreadsheet and just do it consistently. Okay. And, mm -hmm, and that's for your first question. Um, if you want to go back to it, I mean, I mean, you can, but, you know, you just want to make sure that you're doing it correctly, and that your money is not going to waste, because that's I think that's the biggest thing here. Like, and as you use that software, you're going to see, like, am I really, like, am I just spending money on, an, on another unnecessary subscription? Or is there a way that I can reduce this or just cut off that cost by switching over to a spreadsheet or sticking to that spreadsheet? I see. Okay. Mm -hmm. I might have to talk offline about whether or not mm -hmm. I'm at the point where maybe I need to start considering a, an accounting software again. But I'd yeah. love to see that spreadsheet, that Google sheet that you mentioned, because if I can streamline it even further, I'd love to be able to work with you and see if we can do that. Anyway, um, <laughs> what is, do you know of another mistake that we tend to do? Um, I would say coding incorrectly. Um, so for example, like one of the most common ones that I see, the biggest mistake is coding. Like, let's say if you were to um pay yourself right or take out money from your business account for any personal expense they code it as like let's say something about like management fees right and call it a deduction so that's not correct you know that's coded as a owner's draw so basically what that is is that's not an expense account that's an equity account like i don't want to get too technical about it but basically if you're taking out money from your business account for personal expenses or for paying yourself that's not a deduction and don't code it as management fees because I've seen that <laughs> it's not correct and it may cause a trigger for an audit by the IRS. So you just want to avoid all of that and just code everything correctly. I see. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is yeah. definitely insightful. I've never used manager fees, but I made a mistake a couple times where I used my business card instead. And what I do, and maybe mm -hmm. I need to talk to you a little more about it, but like, for example, I use my business card. Mm -hmm. This last time what had happened is I had lost my phone. And I've talked about this on the podcast, how I lost my mm -hmm. phone. And I had to cancel my debit card. Mm -hmm. And I was at the store. And the only card I had was the business card. And I was like, 
pressure. Should I use it? Should I not use it? Dang it. I'm just going to use it. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And what I did w- shortly after getting home was I transferred the money from my personal into my business to like cancel that out. Okay. I because see. I was like, I shouldn't have done that. Pero no tenía de otra. And I just didn't. Yeah. So I remember thinking like I get super stressed because I love things super clean and that was going to mm-hmm. mess me up. Um, <laughs> I feel you. And so and maybe I'm a little too strict with myself with things like that, but I feel like it's important in keeping things super clean. Um, yeah, definitely. And like, you know, don't overstress yourself because, you know, like I like I feel you like I understand where you're coming from because I feel the same way. Like, I just want everything to be clean and organized. But also just try to give yourself some grace because sometimes like using like your business account like is the only is the only way for to help you um purchase something that you actually need, you know? Like you know, if you have your card with you and you really need that expense that personal thing, just use it. Just don't don't make it like a always like a forever habit, you know? And just be aware of like where like just use your card with intention basically is what I'm trying to say and give yourself grace whenever that mistake does happen because it will happen. You know, okay. sometimes the inevitable happens, you know, so. I yeah. see. Well, mm-hmm. thank you so much, Lourdes. This has mm-hmm. been a great conversation. I think that's really insightful to learn about the common mistakes we tend to do. And where can people find you? Uh, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. I'm mostly on there. My handle is Lourdes Books with the double S at the end. And I also have a website. It's LourdesAlkia.com. So everything is with my name, basically. <laughs> awesome. And your website and Instagram handle will be in the show notes. So make sure that you um, look at that. If you're looking at um, look hiring a Latina bookkeeper, um, thank you so much for being on the show. It was great. No, thank you so much, Myra. Like, I really appreciate you having me on here. And thank you to everybody who listened. If you guys have any questions, just feel free to reach out. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good week, everyone. I'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening to Debt Free Latina. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can take Myra with you on your journey to become debt free as you build financial wealth. Looking for more? Follow Myra on Instagram at DebtFree.Latina, Facebook at DebtFreeLatina, and online at DebtFreeLatina.com.